Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Well, our next guest here on TSB has been producing or at least helping companies and individuals produce world-class content uh, for a number of years. He's got a great idea of the four Ps. We're going to get into that uh, very, very soon. But it's our pleasure uh, to join in the studio Raj Kotesha from the Creative Content Agency. Thank you very much for joining us here on TSB. It's great to be here. It's great to have you in here. You've been running this business since, what, when, 2006, Creative Content Agency? 2006, yeah. We started it. I... I started it as a podcasting company so I was a little bit too yeah, early that's quite early on that one so you can imagine what those pictures were like when I was going into companies telling them about building their brand through podcasting and, and social media got laughed out of quite a few offices but stuck with it and then the iPhone was released and then the social network movie came out and it became very mainstream to produce content and uh, then the 2008 recession hit and brands that were spending lots of money or wasting a lot of money decided, hang on a second, we need a more efficient way to communicate. And all those factors combined spiked and led to an increase in content. And we were already there because my cousin Vic and I, who most people know, we, we were already going back and forth to New York and LA interviewing rappers. And we were like, hey, if we take me out and put a business person in and we take the rapper out and we put a Minister of Tourism for Egypt in that content's much more valuable to the to the business community. Because I was trying to talk to uh, trying to talk to Neil here. Oh, what do we talk to Raj about? Is it about his business? Is it his podcasting? <laughs> Is it my friends, your friends? You really do symbolise what it's like being an entrepreneur in Dubai. Where if there's an opportunity and you've got the right mindset and you've got a bit of go about you, you can find a solution for clients. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, um, I was I was looking at Neil and I was like, this is another handsome guy with a ponytail and a beard. I was like, I was like. <laughs> Actually, I could I could double my output by just having Neil show up in certain See? meetings. And for those, for the, if you squint, we're basically the same guy. So I think that could be a big opportunity. No, but absolutely, you know, that that comes from you know being a shopkeeper's son, forty two years old. So in the eighties and nineties, it was always constantly about serving you know different customers, building rapport, having that kind and of evolving like, quickly, being agile. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, the the first content I ever thought about making was like posters for the shop window mm. uh, in my dad's shop. And then you know when I went to university. I started promoting nights and becoming a DJ. So everything I'm learning at university about, you know, marketing and USPs and business is going immediately into my flyers. But the big shift is, of course, like when online video started to happen, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and that's what's caused a lot of a spike. And what I love about it more than anything is the fact that it doesn't matter whether you're trying to push your personal 
agenda or whether you're trying to push your business agenda, there's just a massive opportunity. No, see, I, I love the way you know you're approaching content. Uh, you've been early in uh, the race. Uh, that's why you had the advantage. Uh, people now already know that. All right, so you know you guys are there doing it for them. But how much of uh, how or as they say that you know how much is too much? You know where does the clutter begin? Because I want to be on Instagram. I want to be on TikTok. I want to be on LinkedIn. I want to be on Facebook. I want a podcast, YouTube, literally everywhere. But there has to be a time where I say, listen, no, this is where I. limit myself or do i go no i don't want to limit myself the interesting thing there is firstly i'd want to clarify is how much is too much for you or for the audience uh let's see it could be both ways well let's answer both what's too much for the audience people think that no matter how much effort they put into their content whether it's a little bit or a lot it's going to be judged hmm. and people will be like okay this is too much content but what's what? happening is the reality is if you walk outside and you walk down the street or you walk into a cafe or a cinema or even sometimes when you're driving people are on their phones just flicking their thumbs from the yeah. bottom to the top so as much as you think it might be too much the audience decides what is too much and the thumb is a very interesting thing because for those of you who have ever seen listening out there uh, gladiator You know, the gladiator has a fight in the Colosseum, and then there's thumbs up means live, and a thumbs down means die. Well, I'm just putting my thumb up now behind the microphone. What's this on social media? It's a like. like sure. Yeah. So the audience decides. Now, how much is too much for you? I can promise you, when it comes to thinking about putting out too much content, you will surprise yourself mm -hmm. that if you put out a ton of content and you start making a lot of money. or attracting enough a lot of opportunities you'll weirdly find space in your life to make more content <laughs> I'll, i'll tell you something you know uh, i was i was uh, talking to this friend of mine and i was uh, preparing my uh, the year roundup reel as they say so so that it could go out right on the 1st of jan and you know look back at what we've done i scrolled on my instagram feed and i realized in the entire year i hadn't done too much on instagram on the gram i hadn't done too much in my personal life i've been you know work wise had done like what 17 tournaments across the world traveled a bit you know cricket commentary cricket mean. commentary perspective okay uh, covered the world cup went to do a lot of a lot of thing that never transcended into the social media world people don't know that i've done that right so now this year i've like no whatever i do i'm putting it on the gram and that's why that question was slightly from that perspective that Do I go for the overkill when I put up content, or people will be like, "Wow, he's doing a lot, nice." No, I, actually, I'm, I I back Raj on this because I I say this to myself all the time. Do I post this? But I think there's so much content, there's so much out yeah. there. Just publish it. Just just get it out there. Yeah, and the thing about overkill is like when people say, "Look, I don't lift too much weights, so I'll get too muscly," but you are very aware of how much muscle you're growing. months if not years in advance of hitting that you don't just wake up overnight True. and like you're like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the 90s right like you realize on the way there that hang on this is an appropriate amount and if you want to plateau out you can do but here's the thing there are more and more people coming online there are bigger and bigger audiences so you just made a point there about cricket like this year there was a lot of hype about the world cup every year in the US there's a lot of hype around the um the super bowl hmm. these platforms and these these kinds of sports are vastly overshadowed by the number of people that watch cricket. Now what's really ironic here is that you are already a talent. The microphone that you're speaking into right now to speak to the whole of Dubai right. and the UAE is the same microphone that you could build the biggest cricket podcast up on. Plus you know what you're talking about. Plus you're in situation and you're going to these places. The situation you found yourself in is that you're like the cobbler who's got bad shoes. And we've all been there. All of us content creators that create content on a regular basis. which means that we 
create content for others we make their shoes brilliant we look down at our own feet and they're barefoot yeah and so this is something that you need to really grapple with and say okay look i'm going to do this now here's why it's important to do it in 2023 because with the emergence of chat gpt and ai and content becoming easier and easier to make i mean we're here in the studio right now we're shooting with iphones Okay, the price of producing content's coming down and down and down. And what I don't want for either of you or anybody listening is it for it to be like 2045, the year 2045. And we look back at this kind of like white hot opportunity of like from 1995 to 2035 where content was effectively almost free to make and definitely free to publish that we didn't take advantage of it. So you've got to take advantage of it. It's your responsibility to yourself and to your profession. It's a great, it's a great view, and that's one of the things that you do with uh, the Creative Content Agency, the website creativecontentagency.com. Uh, I've done one of your courses. Uh, talk to me about this idea because I love it. The four P's that you teach people. Yeah, so the four P's is incredible. We we've all been there. Any entrepreneur or anybody who's had to kind of like write up what they've done is that there was a period of time, and it must have been over ten years ago now, where I was updating my website and I was looking at writing up all of my clients. And as I wrote up each of my clients and put all the case studies up there. I was like, hang on a second, for this client I did this, for this client I did this, and for this client I did this. And I was like, I basically did the same thing for all the clients. I was like, mm -hmm. well, what are the themes? Well, firstly, I planned their content, then we produced it, and then we published it online for them, and then we promoted it. I was like, hang on a second, they're all Ps. So plan, produce, publish, promote. Now, whether you look at the the scratchings on the inside of the, the pyramids of Egypt, or you look at the metaverse, this logical path is how all successful content is produced. You have to plan it before you can produce it. It has to be produced before you can yeah. publish it online. Right. And it has to be published online before you can promote it and drag real people to, to look at it, you know, to attract them with their phones or wherever they consume their content. So what we've come up with here is a universal strategy, a universal framework that if you follow these things and you consider these points, that you will be able to produce great content. Now, the strategy is universal, but your, your content journey that itself is a personal journey and where you start and what your strengths are that's ultimately down to you and to your point there neil this is where kind of we found ourselves stepping in today and evolving our offering is that we step in and meet you where you are so we start nice. off by giving you an assessment and saying okay what are your strengths and weaknesses as a content consumer and as a content creator we figure out of the four p's where do you really excel and where are your weak points and then we coach you from there upwards on the four p's of content and we're, we're so proud of it because we've had it for so long it's worked whether we've worked you know we've we've done projects like my friends your friends which you've supported i really appreciate uh, but even right through to projects that we've done with gary v tony robbins stephen bartlett robin sharma these whether it's big a-list scale celebrities mm -hmm. or whether it's individual kind of freelancers and entrepreneurs it's worked for all of them this is amazing you know i mean to understand it at in an individual level because normally if you see you know uh, people who are trying to help content creators uh, most of these agencies and, and I've, I've spoken to a few of them uh, you know trying to understand how it all works in, in their business model or in their psyche is like alright yeah don't worry we'll take care of your content we'll publish it no you cannot publish my content because my content is my content is it, it it's, it's the same two things Right, but how I think of it, how I perceive, what is my tonality? Uh, I, I, I would rather have someone come to me, speak to me, tell me what has to be done, and I'll do it, instead of you know just just taking it off my shoulder and 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 you know publish like you said that you know there are a bunch of uh, apps available today to you know to bulk uh, publish uh, content for the whole year and and or to publish it. It, it. it may not work for me, but it could work for some businesses which are in that uh, generic concept.
Yeah, I mean, the thing about auto-publishing is a risky one hmm. because we live in a world today where anything can happen and something can hit the news cycle. A person of importance could pass away yep. and all of a sudden you're promoting like mm. a brunch meetup. And that might not be appropriate if not only if that brunch is cancelled because it's uh, that's yeah. just the way that the city's gone, but you know, you want to make sure that you're matching the tone of your of your audience yeah. and your target customer. So so that's one thing, but I think another thing about this this whole this whole journey is that Ultimately, once you've done one loop, mm -hmm. once you've recognized from an idea, putting it out and then having that kind of like positive reinforcement, it kind of auto spurs you to to do more and more and more. And and to your point about, you know, when agencies say we'll do it, we'll do it. I don't worry at all mm -hmm. about who's going to hire us next. Okay. And I'm talking about from A-list celebrities right through to somebody building a business in Jumeirah. I go into pitches not to get hired. I go into pitches to get fired we present the day that they're going to fire us rather than the day they're going to hire us because we're not in the business of like locking ourselves into your company or mm -hmm. into your brand forever. We're like, look, this is how much training you need. And at this point, whether it be six months if you're super talented or nine months or three months if you're like exceptional, when do you want to fire us? Because once we've shown you the four Ps, you should really be looking at hiring your own team or taking it on yourself or doubling down on what works and pulling away from what doesn't so that we can kind of get out the picture and go and service somebody and, and, else. And I can back Raj up on that because I jokingly said to him once, uh, mm -hmm. you, you should be my manager. And he goes, nah, you just need an assistant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually thought, no, no, he's pretty switched on here. He knows exactly why. Because I, I guess in your training with the four Ps of so many people, I, it, the mind is the biggest issue. Now, we had uh, someone who you've worked uh, very, very closely. We had Spencer Lodge came in. He's got a great podcast about sales training. But a lot of that is those same values of why is it that some people get up at 5.30 in the morning to go running and why do some still stay in bed and hit the snooze button? Because it seems so hard with a lot of people. You might have the best of idea, but why is there this blockage between having the ideas and having the content but not just able to hit go to, to launch their content online? I think it's the perception of what happens next, right? What happens if I start? Now, some people fear success and they worry about what it's going to be like if they are successful and who they might become because if you become successful or you become popular, it's like when you become rich. It's like a magnifying glass on you. It will highlight everything that makes you great, but it will also accentuate your flaws. But the reason why people get paralyzed through decision-making or procrastination is because, number one, they're not in tune with why it is that they're doing it in the first place. And two, it's a false perception of who it is that's going to be judging them on the other side of the screen. Mm. And when we yeah. think about how we are on the other side of the screen, do you know how many hours hundreds of hours of effort that you scroll by when you're just flicking through Instagram or TikTok or anything like that. Right. Like every single person that posted put in at least five minutes to maybe in some cases five months to make that video happen. True. And we just scroll past it. In fact, sometimes when we're in a scrolling motion and we look away and we pick up a biscuit to put into our tea, we don't even see that moment, yeah. right? Yeah. So people fear the judgment of, hang on a second, every single thing I'm gonna do is gonna be interrogated down to the meg like the last pixel. And here's one thing that the last two years taught us. We were all watching TV, we were watching Sky and other these big platforms. And those folks on those TV channels were bringing in experts to speak about a range of subjects. And those experts were coming in via Zoom. So we were watching people on TV in Zoom quality because people couldn't see each other one-to-one. -one. Right. So quality doesn't matter, relevance matters. And once you've closed that relevance, site, that relevance loop where I put something out which I thought would be a value to this audience, it was a value, it brought something back for me, 
that thing then reinforced me to make more content, it then becomes a positive cycle. And the brain, the neuroplasticity of your brain starts to see opportunities for content every single day when you walk around. Yeah, suddenly it's, you're thinking about buying a red car, you see more red cars. You got it, you got it. So when you see content strategy through the lens of the four Ps, everything all of a sudden just starts to kind of demystify and become mm -hmm. a lot easier. And content just becomes just as easy as making your, making your dinner every day. Or you could just have lots of cats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would work. Which <laughs> is true. I mean, see, you know, Kitchen and I have been doing radio for such a long time. You know, we don't really need to bring out our books and pens and papers and write down scripts and ideas and concepts. The conversation goes on and we pick up topics and we start talking. This is content creation. But the same thing, if it has to be put on, say, Instagram or, or TikTok, we would be like, yeah, no, maybe. So what is the right thing as far as content is concerned like you said that there has to be a value that you add to content for the one who's watching how do I justify or how do I judge what is right what is wrong or do I just put it in and do a dipstick measurement yeah it's you're dating your audience in the initial mm -hmm. stages mm -hmm. you're putting out content and you know you don't realize whether people like you because you're handsome, funny, you're giving across high levels of high quality information that nobody else has. You're being really educational, you're being really entertaining. But you need to try a bunch of different things. So we look at the initial stages of your content journey in the four Ps, roughly in three stages. Mm -hmm. There's the piloting phase, okay. which is where you're trying to get content audience fit. So if you look at something like the first episode of The Simpsons or the first episodes of oh, Rachel horrible. and Ross. Yeah. They're horrible. The production quality is not great. That's normal. But also the big narratives like the the intense Ross and Rachel relationship and friends, yeah. that doesn't emerge until you know the yeah. seasons that follow. So you've got to let your trends emerge and that's yeah. a that's a back and forth dance with your audience. Because yeah, The Simpsons was about Bart and then eventually became about Homer. You got it. You got it. So you might start your content about cricket, but eventually it could become about mental health for men or gut health or cars because you've got to have this dance with your audience and it is like mm -hmm. dating right like you you go in there at first you kind of like you're really glossed up episode one episode three episode 15 you're, you're laying it down in a very nice formatted way and then over a period of time your content your podcast whatever it may be is just more of you hanging out in your boxer shorts right. on your couch watching Netflix which is episode 80 now the dating analogy works both ways mm -hmm. one of the biggest advantages when I've it, had in this business. When is the dating podcast starting? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I won't speak on any of those subjects. But like the the, the dating analogy works both ways. Uh -huh. So if there's ever been an advantage for me or any of my clients, like Spencer, who who's been one of our biggest successes, is that if you put out content, if you do then go and pursue an opportunity, when you walk into that room for that initial meeting, you're starting that opportunity meeting on the third or fourth date. Because typically what happens, think about when you go for an opportunity, you go for an interview or yeah. you right. go to do a deal. So who are you, what you do, what your strengths, what your weaknesses, features and benefits. But if that's already been communicated through your content, by the time you walk in, people know who you are. They've covered right. all the small talk, yeah. the ground one, ground yeah. two, like level one, level two stuff. You can get into a much more advanced conversation, which for business people in real terms, that lowers their like sales cycle, that lowers their deal cycle. And it all comes down to prejudice, which we think is a bad word, but it means to be prejudged. So when I came down here today, we didn't figure out what we we're gonna talk about live True. on air. You know what my strength is. And so it's the same with you. 
Yeah, well, because we found out with our show when we first started it uh, nine, ten months ago, we thought we'd be talking a lot about cricket, uh, business. But we really just talk about trying to get producer Pran to have a girlfriend. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, that, 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 there's a couple of ways to solve that. Yeah, yeah. we can. But look, if you want more details, we could talk to you all day because uh, I just find your stuff so inspirational. It's such an amazing story. Uh, it's the creativecontentagency.com. Of course, those new community courses uh, that are going to be available online to ask yourself, where are you in your content? content journey and I actually bet if you sit at the end of the bed uh, late at night and turn the lights you'll probably be able to answer that question yourself somehow yeah and then give us a shout and we'll meet you where you are not in bed but we'll meet meet you where you are in your content journey and we'll take you from there and you know you'll you'll be surprised again it's like it's like the gym it's like having a PT you do it a few times soon it becomes like a lifestyle change because content is like a lifestyle and then the, the benefits start to come in so I'd encourage everyone to take action great advice Raj from the creative content agency thank you very much for coming in thank you so much guys thank you hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport Business Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.